Hello and welcome to a special holiday episode of Please Don't Send Me in Outer Space, featuring the magical Aaron, the mystical Sarah, and the pretty cool guy named Joel. That's roasting on an open fire. <laughs> Jack Frost nibbling on my. Okay, anyway. It sounded like a Star Trek theme, the like. Okay. So, hi. Happy holidays, Joel. How are you doing, man? I'm all right. Good. I'm glad you said happy holidays because I personally believe. That this time of year should be all-inclusive for any kind of celebration that anyone's having during the year or not having. As long as we're all hanging out together and having a good time, it's the end of the year. You know, some people have snow. We live in Southern California. We don't know what snow is. But it's it's things that we should all bring together no matter what we're believing. Yeah, definitely. That said... I don't know. I don't have any funny thing. I thought you were going to like give the moral of the story at the beginning of the podcast episode. <laughs> See you later, guys. So what did we what what did we learn from this? Uh, oh man! Well, we watched existence. Uh, what did we watch? X Files. Is we, that one? We tried to watch two TV shows so that we could just do a special little uh, in between movie episode. And uh, the first one we watched was. The episode of the X-Files called How the Ghost Stole Christmas from Season 6, Episode 6, I believe. Cool. I'm looking at it right now. I should know. And I'm not, you know, normally we'll go through the director and all that kind of stuff like that. It doesn't really matter. It's all Chris Carter. Chris Carter. David Coveney. All you gotta do is say one name. Chris Jillian Carter. Anderson. This one had a couple of special guests. Uh, the uh, wonderful Lily Tomlin. And Ed Asner, who is somehow miraculously still alive, even though he's been an old man since the late 70s. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, how Christmassy would you say this episode was? Well, um, I would say that most most interactions in this episode were about Christmas. Um, the be- beginning of the episode began with uh, with uh, um, uh, Dana, Dana telling... Uh, uh, um, Mulder there that, uh, you know, she's got presents waiting in the car and sure enough, there are presents waiting in the car and why the hell are we on this stakeout on Christmas Eve? Yeah, M- Joel? Mulder's just sitting in his car by himself like a creep. I mean, that's pre- I guess that's perfectly normal. Yeah, that's pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what a level one to ten on Christmas scale, Sarah. What do you think this episode was? Uh, probably like a seven. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty, that's higher than I would have put it, but yeah. I mean, there weren't Christmas trees on every, like, shot or anything, but for some reason the rugs in the main room they shot in kind of reminded me of, like, Canterbury Tales or something I used to watch as a kid. What, like a miniseries or something like that? Uh, I don't know if it was a movie or a miniseries, but yeah, there was... Hmm. Like a bloodstained carpet. What? Is that Christmas? Oh, what kind of Christmas do you guys have? Isn't Canterbury Tales a Christmas thing? I have no idea. I don't know anything about the Canterbury Tales. I'm gonna Tales. say I'm gonna say in a little I know little to nothing about the Canterbury Tales. Unfortunately, I'm I'm about as cultured as yogurt. Isn't that Sorry. when <laughs> the girl goes down the rabbit hole and there's a Mad Hatter? I thought I maybe I'm confusing it with something completely different, but I just remembered. The blood stain on the carpet, and then it was, like, disappearing. Mm. Oh, crazy. Oh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe has Santa Claus in it. Are you thinking of that? The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Yeah. No. You remember that part? Where Santa Claus, like, shows up and gives them all weapons? Are you talking about the Lion? No, Santa Claus. Like, he's Saint Nick. Saint Nicholas. You don't remember that part? What what year did this come out? You know, I remember seeing, the book. 
<laughs> oh, well, I'm not remembering Well, the book, the book. and the movie. The movie, St. Nicholas, shows up, too. What year did the movie come out? Uh, I don't know. We were dating, so within the last decade. The the um the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe films are from the most recent decade, but um actually I'm more reminiscent of the uh the PBS specials that they put oh, on I didn't see any of those, yeah. decades back prior to that. <laughs> They're actually pretty awesome. You should look them up. I will. I highly recommend it. PBS. I'm glad you said that instead of BBC. If it was BBC, <laughs> after a certain year. Whoa, whoa. Just, whoa, this <laughs> is a controversy. This, this, this is some controversy here. Let's get back to the X-Files. No, no. Right oh, okay, then. But I, off air, man. We're going to burn. sucks. <laughs> From the oh, oh, oh. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Doctor you. Who, all the way, man. Oh, yeah. yeah no, no, no. That's fine. That's, that I'm was, pretty, that was pretty militant ca- about those early years. That was campiness. Like, that was fine. That okay. fit into the way all of the right. show. But I'm talking about when they were trying to do productions that weren't a period piece. Like uh, Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. Mm. I don't know if you ever watched that. Well, I'm going to have to say that that my experience with other sci-fi fantasy BBC stuff outside mm. of Doctor Who is limited. Yeah. So I'm going to disengage my fisticuffs and <laughs> we, we will not be duking this out later. Well, I appreciate it. So Mulder's looking for a couple of ghosts. He heard a story about this house. It's it's like a, uh, what'd you call it? A... Um, an episode that doesn't have to do with the rest of the show. Uh, I don't know any sort of TV term, but I'm going to have to say I would call it like a one shot for comics. One shot. There we go. Didn't you say a what bottle. it was? Bottle episode. There you go. Thank you. I knew you knew. I knew you knew. It just didn't have to uh, make sense with the continuity of anything else that was going on at that phase of the show. It was um, all, all you had to know was there was Mulder and there was Scully and then they were in this situation for that one episode that didn't have it didn't have any real effect on anything else it was just that one episode mm-hmm. i really wish skinner had showed up as you know dressed as santa claus or something like that. <laughs> skinner's my favorite part of that show like i haven't got that far i'm in season two mm-hmm. through the for my watch through and he just he's always got that face that face that's like Mulder, I believe you, but I also don't believe you, and I'm your boss. No expressions. <laughs> Man, this guy's very serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good show. You're having Skinner memories? Actually, yeah, I was, yeah. Being, I was a little reminiscent yeah. right now. There's a lot of finger pointing, a lot of like you know thumping the desk a little bit, a, little, a lot of a lot of um, yeah, long stares, like you're saying. Yeah, the, Joel, I wish you guys could see this right now. He's doing like the perfect, like, like you're shitting me right now, Mulder. Like this is not real. Yeah, there's like, like this incredulous thing of like, you've got, what's going on here? Yeah, like you can't tell if he believes what he's saying or he doesn't. And then this the cancer man's in the background. So is he in on it? What's going on? I wouldn't want to have to explain Mulder's actions to somebody. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> So uh, always in trouble with the superiors. We got this report. Um, there's a guy who fits into tiny holes and vents. Uh, when was this guy's last psych eval? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this happens every time somebody new comes along. Spooky Mulder. <clears throat> Just can't deal with Spooky Mulder. No. So he they're they're at this house because the legend goes that on Christmas Eve. Ghosts reappear who uh, killed themselves rather than because they they weren't supposed to be together or something like that. Yeah, it was a uh, ritualistic uh, suicide uh, pact that would allow them to forever haunt this house. Be together. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. They went through that setup really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it was like like basically one paragraph before they walked in the house, I would say, right? Like. Yeah, we've got to get into the haunted house shenanigans. Let us not forget, though, that, like, Scully is just skept- <laughs> every every ounce of her skeptical the whole entire time. And this is, like, six seasons in now? Yeah. How much has she seen? <laughs> How much has she experienced in six seasons? I feel like she's more skeptical. skeptical. Even more skeptical. Like, yeah. like, she armored up. She's like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> reason will make me disbelieve everything you say, Boulder. Again. 
what would you have to do to prevent yourself from believing something after that long? I mean, she got hit in the head several times in different seasons. It's always like she's she's on the verge of death. I know. <laughs> she gets abducted by aliens Kidnapped. or yeah, yeah. They get the virus from the Antarctic or like or there's unexplainable like things right near your feet. Like it's right there. I feel like I watched more this era when this episode happened just from like the hairdos yeah. and the outfits. Season six, yeah. I was like probably watching those years. But I've been watching some of the ones Joel's been watching recently when he has them on and it's a very dramatic. <laughs> they like every episode was like super drama. They have these actors with these, you know, crazy abilities on for oh, one yeah. episode and they're just giving it their all. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Season one, season one's really fun too because I feel it's exactly what you're saying. Like, it's just so intense and mm-hmm. like every scene just being eaten up by these guys. Yeah. Not enough Skinner in season one. <laughs> I don't even know if he was in season one. I don't think he was, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Because they didn't introduce Cancer Man until in either the beginning of season two or the end of season one. They had that other guy who actually talked to him. It was like, here's a little clue for you, baby. Talking about Deep Throat. Yeah, Deep Throat. Yeah. I know too much about X-Files. Yes, you do. I used to actually have a picture of Mulder on my wall in my bedroom. That's cool. Don't, don't ask why. It's <laughs> there. David Duchovny is a very attractive man, as has been proved by several series, including The Red Shoe Diaries and California <laughs> He didn't make a very good woman in, you know, in the Twin Peaks, but we'll take what we can get. I think my friend Samara gave me that picture of Mulder, so I kept him next to my uh, um, on-off light switch, uh, so I could always see him when I turned the light on. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's just you, Mulder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> so when they're inside this house, things start going topsy-turvy right away. They're, her keys disappear, Scully's keys disappear, and doors are slamming, and they, they're just, you know... Exploring and they end up upstairs. And they hear the stroke like a, of midnight. Isn't is that what happens? Yeah, yeah. They that's hear when the everything starts midnight. going crazy. Yeah, well, because because when they first initially walk, Christmas Eve, when they first initially walk into the house, mm-hmm. like um, Mulder hasn't even explained yet about like anything about the situation. He like he like drops these like little little hints of like mystery, but then like seals the deal when they get in the house. Because then he's like, he's like, oh yeah, things are supposed to happen at midnight. Mm-hmm. Boom! Look at the clock, or you know, uh, um, um, oh shoot, uh, Scully, Scully looks at the, her her watch, looks up at the clock. Boom! The door shuts, locks. They can't get out. He's at one time fun until he's not. Midnight. Yeah. He says something like, "People die in here all the time on Christmas Eve." <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. That's After it. There's midnight. been several uh, suicides. <laughs> over eighty, I believe, over murder 80, suicides. Yeah. Eighty murder suicides in this house. He does, but no, does he not say that on on like the path leading up to the house? No, he says that when after, he gets her after in close. the house. Why didn't somebody knock this house down? It's a death trap. Oh yeah, they're still yeah. paying their bills. <laughs> I can only assume. They, they come into corporate, uh, corporate affiliate. The ghosts uh, turn out to be Ed Asner and Lily Tomlin. Although, uh, before we get introduced to them, there's some wacky room shenanigans, which are actually a lot of fun. You know, they first, first they find some corpses under the floor who are wearing the same clothes that they are, which was... That was that was well done. That was, like, creepy. I feel that was really creepy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because we noticed that... They had that clothes on before they pointed it out to us, so it was like... Well, after after Scully said, what are we doing here for about the 40th time mm-hmm. so far in the episode, that's when the, they definitely revealed the skeleton. Mulder, mm-hmm. are you playing a trick on me? Mulder. 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 I'm not sure exactly how they did the effects with the the rooms, but it seemed like it'd be a really fun house to run around and yeah. play mm-hmm. in. Like, it might have secret passages so cool. and stuff. Mulder. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, I But they didn't... They were trying to do the thing where... Well, they they walk out one door and end up in the exact same room again, right? And then they, I wanted there to be a scene where one of them poked their head through, and then you could see it on the other side. Didn't happen. When we first see the house um, outside, this just might have been me, but mm. I feel I feel that it looked kind of like the house from uh, that one Hitchcock film, um, Psycho. Psycho, yeah, exactly. 
Mm. And it looked a little reminiscent to that, but that could have just been me, though. No, I can understand that. My spooky-looking house. I stepped through his crimson peak. Not that big, though. Very big house, that crimson peak. You should go there for Christmas next year. So when they finally get separated (laughs) in the other rooms, Ed Asner shows up, and everybody's like, Hey, it's that guy from Mary Tyler Moore. I'm old. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I remember from one. I mean, what is it? Uh, when, you, saw, when you hear Ed Asner, what do you think? You know, when I saw that guy, it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, one of the characters from Walking Dead, but it could have just been the little fisherman's hat mm. he was wearing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, he looked like Dale? Yeah, a little mm. bit like Dale to me. Well, the comic book Dale anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well, did the actor... I, I, I never finished part of season one. Eh. Yeah. You're not missing that, much. that guy's a good actor. The one who played Dale in the series. Yeah. I imagine they killed him off pretty fast because no one ever references him. I mean, spoiler, but he had a pretty cool death in the comics. Yes, he did. He but it took a long death. time. He yeah. didn't die for a long he did not, time. He not die for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I got up into that point at least before I stopped reading because I didn't want to kill myself. <clears throat> you and me both, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I gave that up real mm-hmm. quick. <laughs> Sorry, Walking Dead. What about you, Ed Asner? He looked familiar to me when we were watching the episode, but I couldn't place where I knew him from. I just remembered where we saw him recently. The Good Wife. Oh, yeah. Totally. Super racist and sexist. Yeah. He was in The Good Wife recently. It's like a creep creep <laughs> job who like gave her money for her campaign. Yeah. Spoilers for Good Wife episode watchers. We're spoiling everything. <laughs> <laughs> if you can think of it, we're spoiling it. The Darth good Vader, wife. Leia's father. Rosebud. Rosebud, Leia's father. <laughs> the Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Rosebud. I'm not going to do anything with that, okay? We're not talking about that. <laughs> the Illuminati. Uh, we decided that at work today that Kylo Ren is going to be um, I don't Jar Jar, Jar-, Jar- Binks' grandson. No, no, no. I don't want to <laughs> hear any theories. I don't want to see the movie until I see it or think of it. I believe it. I'm not hearing anything. By the time this episode comes out, we'll have already seen this movie. Kylo Ren is the gonk droid. So, <laughs> he did the voice of the old man in Up, Ed Asner. Okay, right on, right on. And I was like, man, that's an old man playing an old man. He's still alive. That was a couple years ago now. Let's talk but, Let's talk about this lady ghost. Lily Tomlin. I she's awesome. I like her. She's cool. She's awesome. She's in one of my favorite movies. I Heart Huckabees. Don't get mad at me. I'm allowed to like that movie. I don't care what you say. Joel, I like that movie too. Okay. Sarah? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I didn't realize she was in that movie. I feel kind of bad now. She's the other spy. Of course. The other with um, the existential detective. Awesome. Dustin Hoffman. It's been a little while since I've seen that movie. Mm. I feel really bad... And I'm not going to reveal the only scenes I remember from that movie. No, tell me. No, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it is awkward. It is an awkward movie. What? There's some awkward stuff that happens in it. Um, I'm going to say that... Is the part where Jason Schwartzman is dipping that lady's head in the mud? <laughs> it might be related to that scene. Oh, I feel I feel like a really bad person. But anyways... Hey, um, I'm going to have to say that uh, I, I finally remember her from that Netflix thing she did recently, though. The um, Frankie and Grace. I haven't watched it. It was actually pretty good. Mm. I liked it. Recommendation. I've seen, her in, I've seen her in lots of stuff, and I just, I'm just i drawing a blank right now. You know, like 9 to 5. I saw it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it since. Uh, and there's, some, there's a bunch of... There's got to be more stuff. What? What are you laughing at? I was just thinking of how, like, when we were kids, we watched, like, Dolly Parton movies, and it was just, like, normal. Sure. Like. <laughs> Dolly Parton's pretty cool. Yeah. She's pretty cool. It's hard to do that now. Did you see any of her other movies as a kid? Mm, what else would there have been? I didn't see The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. I didn't either. <laughs> I did. Okay. <laughs> right, on, right on. Fist bump. Yeah. I just want to make sure they knew. Definitely didn't see that. Good thing for a six-year-old girl to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, what's a whore? Well, let me show you this movie. <laughs> yeah, I had to learn about whores the hard way. 
watching <laughs> Scorsese movies. Or playing Grand Theft Auto. I can't remember. Dude, that came out 18 years ago today. Don't tell me things like that. Wait, the original? Oh, that's cool. That makes sense. Is there- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I played that game in school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a computer. Yeah. 18 years, dude. So, they're separated. Ed Asner is talking to Scully, right? And Lily Tomlin is talking to Duchovny. Or, uh, what the- <laughs> yeah, then they vice versa, definitely. Mulder. Yeah. Duchovny. Detective Duchovny. Fox Duchovny. Oh my god. (laughs) He certainly wasn't Fox. Uh, (laughs) But they're both they're both being really coy, like like what are you doing in our house? Hey, this is our place, you know, nothing weird's going on. Well he found some dead bodies. No. No, you didn't. See, they're not there anymore. They're not there anymore. You know, they're they're messing with the lights. They're they're making them feel like they're crazy. Oh, definitely. They do a really good job. They did a great job. And then, boom, both of them like kind of just disappear, and the lights go out again, and they they're freaked out. So something is going on. I think that. I mean, initially, I thought it was just two old people having a freaking good time, right? I mean, and technically, that's what it was. Alive, but yeah, yeah, like alive old people. The line, the line. Early on in the episode, which led me to believe that it was just a hoax, was the 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 line where she was like, "Well, someone left the lights on in here," and they came. Then they came into the room, and they're like, "This fire has been lit," and you know. And then Scully's already kind of debunking them, you know, the myth. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You know, you're totally wrong." And that, and then the, the hijinks begin, and then it becomes very questionable as to whether. Well, wait, maybe are these just like tenants, or yeah, like are they ghosts? Yeah, yeah. Also, but the, but then the one thing that kind of like kind of threw me towards uh, um, Mulder's X file on this one was the fact that like they're less than apprehension with the guns. Like guns were in their faces, but these folks were like, "No a sense of humor." Like, yeah, yeah, like laughing with a gun barrel right in their what teeth. What are you gonna you know? do with that? You gonna shoot me in my own home? Huh. Uh, what? They're, they're just brushing it off, man. Oh, they're I just like. You- you were doing a President Obama impersonation. I already did fist bump today. Hey, nice. <laughs> Excellent work. Well, we find out that they are definitely... Something's wrong with them, because Lily Tomlin's got a big old hole through the middle. And there's a reason Ed Asner's wearing that hat. It's not because he's bald. It's because he's really bald. No top of his head. No, he's got a hole through his head, right? Pretty much like Death Becomes Her. Yeah. Like, style. I don't want to remember that. Dude, I love that movie. No, you do not. Yeah, I do. No. We're breaking up. It was fun. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, well, just be sure to get me back uh, all the comic books I let you borrow and, uh, and uh, my copy of Donkey Kong Country. I'm not saying it's as bad as Nothing But Trouble, but... <laughs> I definitely want my Donkey Kong Country back. I'm sorry. No, you can't have that back. Well, we're breaking up. I want it back. <laughs> Who's in that? Goldie Hawn and somebody else? Who? Oh, Death, uh, Death Becomes Her? Yeah. I can't remember. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Bruce Willis. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Totally. It's a fun movie. I remember it now. Don't hate on it. Don't hate. Fat no, suits. No opinion. <laughs> Lots Very of well. makeup stuff. Very well. No, no, no. I remember the movie. It's fun, though, Joel. I haven't seen it since I was, just like, maybe 14. Open your heart to the spirit of violence and just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yep, there he goes. Plug out face. All right. All right. Well, let's agree to disagree. So what's going on with this? I mean, what, what is the entire point of them doing this? Like, why do they want people to kill themselves in this place? Because oh, it, it yeah. does seem to be, like, the goal, although in the end, they play a trick on them. They don't actually... Like, it, it seems like they've tricked each other, because both of the ghosts are telling the other person, like, oh, you know, even though they haven't said they have feelings for you, uh, they do, and also they're probably going to try to kill you, because that's what happens here. They say it was a suicide pact, but it was actually a murder-suicide and all this stuff... And in the end, 
rather than actually letting them kill each other or, or something like that. They just make it seem like they have, right? Like I seriously think the way it went down for everybody else who went into the house before them, that they um, were in the same exact situation and that the same exact kind of things happened where they thought some they thought they'd been hurt and stuff and then they shot each other yeah and they were like yeah we got them to shoot each other i mean did all these other people come up with gun guns just in case well no actually because um i believe i mean i might be wrong on this but i remember there was some the the old man mentioned earlier in the episode oh most you ghost hunters don't bring guns mm so uh, that's right. Yeah, he did say that. So maybe that's what they got really excited about too, is because that's how they uh, mm. c- took took care of each other mm-hmm. was with some weapons. So maybe that's why they reminded them of themselves, and they got really excited about that. I don't know. Maybe mm. they seemed miserable. The couple. I mean, they were sort of pretending to be happy when they first came into the house and they were talking to Mulder and Scully. Um, it seemed like, yeah, that they were really miserable. Yeah. Well, there was probably a re- definite, I agree with you. I think there was a definite reason for it, it ending up being a murder suicide, um, sort of situation it was probably because they weren't very happy with each other. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking about the fact that they, like, met up on Christmas Eve for all these years and just, like, hounded people. <laughs> well, I, I feel that they're tied to the house. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if that was revealed in the episode at all. But I, I, think, I think it's kind of one of those situations where they can't leave, you know? And so they have to relive their, uh, their, um, their, uh, mistake. Which yeah. Which was, which was the, their, their loss of their life. I mean, I don't know. That's just... No, I see, I mean... It seems like it would be a typical ghost story for that to be the condition. But, you know, it's got that happy ending. So I don't know. There there are questions that probably shouldn't be asked because it's a a bottle episode, so it doesn't really matter. But, you know, at the end, Mulder and Scully get out. They only thought that they had been shot. And, uh... We see the two ghosts hanging out in front of the fire, being like, uh, what was it? We know what the real meaning of Christmas is, and they like hold each other's hands, you know, so they're still in love, even though they went crazy at some point. Because we have to have a message in a Christmas movie or TV show or whatever. And then later, uh, yeah. Mulder's hanging out in his apartment, and uh, Scully comes over for some sex. I mean, uh, to exchange gifts or something like that. They're definitely going to Netflix and chill. Yeah. Yeah. What's that mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's what the kids say. Oh, the kids. <laughs> Let's get some kids on the line. You're on the air right now with the uh, us. Small people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us about this uh, interwebs. Have you ever played Tecmo Bowl, kid, <laughs> for the Nintendo Entertainment System? Uh, duh. Got it on my emulator. <laughs> Harsh. Mm. Ride my my hoverboard away or swag away or whatever they call it. <laughs> this thing's burst into flames. I heard, actually, yeah. they recalled a few this year. <laughs> Keep blowing up. So Scully gets Mulder a tube. You know, it's one of those, it looks like a big old Tootsie Roll in the wrapper. And uh, Mulder's got her something square like the size of a DVD. What do you think that they got each other? I'm going to say, because Scully knows Mulder, so she probably got him like a map of like Area 51. That's why it's rolled up. And he's been there. He doesn't need a map. <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, six, six seasons deep, he's been to Area 51. Yeah, probably. I'll agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Picture of them like smiling at the camera on the on the corner of the map. Ah, oh, memories. <laughs> beef jerky. Here's some generic beef jerky. I think she got him a photograph of an alien. I agree like, with you. Like a maybe real photograph. <laughs> That's what true friends do. Messing with him. You feed into you feed into the <laughs> 
<laughs> feed into his addiction, right? <laughs> and I think he got her a golf lesson. <laughs> On DVD or something? No, VHS. <laughs> 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 I think they had them then. I can't remember. <laughs> Golfless. <laughs> Hold the putter. <laughs> I think. No, 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 no. I know exactly what it was. It was the perfect size. It was like a picture of him autographed <laughs> to Scully from oh, your, man. your best friend. That's awesome. Remember that gardening show that I was watching that I showed you? Yeah. <laughs> the guy was like... <laughs> Coincidentally, I also buy my toothbrushes from the store. <laughs> like King Charlie. It was... <laughs> I, I, I feel very uh, perplexed. Oh, I wanted, to, I wanted to watch like a travel show one night. Sure, why not, right? And I looked on Amazon and there was this one that was like gardens of england or something like that so i thought okay i'll give this a shot and like right away it seems like super low budget and the guy who's doing it is like kind of seems unsure of himself (laughs) and i'm like oh this is cool though you know i'm seeing the gardens and then there was just like a series of kind of embarrassing things that happened (laughs) like like he said something like well the hosts of the house aren't here this time of year when the flowers are really in bloom about two months earlier. Oh, man. But we can imagine what that was like. <laughs> and, like and then, oh, no. and, then oh, no. and then later on he says something like By any chance He t- he tells like a hu- like a, a long Like historical histo- history story and then he's like and then at the end, he's like, by chance, and he, like, ties it into himself, but it has he's nothing like, to do. like, I used to work for the park services. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cool, okay. Like, who are you? And they were just like. I just, also have size 11. Someone behind, the, someone behind the camera was just like, come on, man. You can Say do this. Something. You can do this. We just got to get this one in the can. <laughs> It was like was me. it California Gold by any chance? No, no, because okay. that's what I'm imagining. Guardians Guardian of England. No. <laughs> Maybe it was that guy. That's I don't. What I'm I don't know who did that's California fine. Gold. I was in there. Okay, don't worry. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> guys total travel sequitur. California Gold is pretty <laughs> awesome. Explaining our inside jokes now. Uh, so well, Joel, Christmas, I, yeah. I'm gonna have to say that this movie was, or this movie, this this <laughs> this episode was pretty awesome, and um, I liked it a lot actually. I oh, I just I love X Files. I'm not gonna lie, you know. I'm you know this one was just kind of preaching to the choir for me, but but uh, it was awesome. It's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and it was really cool too because like, um, I know I know it doesn't sound very exciting, but it was kind of interesting to see like. Such a super like depressed Mulder sitting on his couch <laughs> watching Christmas Carol. <laughs> watching. Well, what's he watching? He was watching the nineteen fifty something version of Christmas Carol. Like I don't know why, but there's something about like like in my mind I picture just like when Mulder's not doing you know X Files work in the basement, he's watching TV, <laughs> eating frozen dinners <laughs> yeah. alone, and taking notes on things that he thinks of. Like I said, that, that, he leads a lonely life. That he does. part made me think of. Uh, <laughs> it made me think of uh, Lethal Weapon because Riggs is like watching some like Christmas cartoon. He's gonna blow his brains out. I'm like, oh, Malter, don't do it. Don't do it. You have something to live for. Oh, Christmas man. Carol from 1951. That's what he's watching. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that that scene really resonated with me. I don't know why. It just it was. Int- I thought it was cool. So, do ghosts count as sci-fi fantasy? Certainly counts as fantasy. Yeah, I'd say so. But and what ab- what about like other movies we could watch for the podcast if they had ghosts in them? Oh well, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well, because the idea is anything anything that would be I mean, not supernatural. Real. I think is yeah. is is fantasy in itself. Uh, What's the difference between a ghost and a demon? But there's a lot of um, horror with ghosts. Right. 
What's the difference between a sci-fi with ghosts or fantasy ghosts and like a horror with ghosts? I would say that horror movies would also be considered fantasy. Yeah, definitely. it falls into that category yeah. depending on what kind of horror movie we're talking about. Yeah, well, yeah. like Psycho is not a fantasy because that is has a basis in reality. Right. The Birds is a fantasy because we haven't yet been attacked by birds. It's coming. Earlier today, I was kind of thinking to myself that action movies are kind of fantasy. Yeah, we'd have to have a discussion about which one you would want to watch if if somebody did. Like, if you told me you want to watch Last Action Hero, definitely, that's a fantasy. If you wanted to watch Die Hard, mm, we'd watch that because we love that movie. I, I would I would have to agree with that. I mean, sure, I, I think some action movies can definitely be fantasy under the the parameters that Joel just said. Uh, just based on like the 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 physics of doing something, it might be very fantastic. All right, if you wanted to argue with me and, and say that the movie Commando was fantasy, I could see a good argument for that because he does some crazy stuff in that movie. <laughs> but really, I don't I don't think it falls into the purview. Of what about the like the Michael Bay movie? Mm. I mean, I don't think The Rock counts, but, you know, obviously Armageddon does. Yeah. Mostly because of the, the yeah. Space Space stuff. elements. Yeah. yeah. It had to be very particular. You don't think The Rock is fantasy? It's a, it's a male fantasy. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> it's not a... That movie is awesome. Yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. that movie. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I got the Criterion edition of that movie. Yeah, dude. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, let's get back. No, I, th- I think that needed to be addressed, though. That was, yeah. That was awesome. These are the kind of discussions we have to have at our team weekly meeting. Which doesn't exist. So we also tried to watch the Hercules, the Legendary Journeys episode oh that is kind of Christmassy. <laughs> oh, my God. Called, uh, A Star Will Lead Them. Is that what it was called? Yeah. That's what it was called, Joel. <laughs> a star to guide them. I didn't know we were going to talk about it. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> here's the thing. If you want to get a hold of a copy of uh, any Hercules episodes past season one, good luck. Maybe you got to have a subscription to Netflix Disc. Or you have to have an actual video store. Because the only one that seems to be available on both Amazon and Vudu and all the other rental places we tried digitally was season one but we did find some nice bootleg editions on youtube so we got about 20 minutes into this episode oh my god and then it started the remix where what a 20 minutes it was though yes. yeah what a 20 minutes <laughs> it reminded me of my love of that show like i i immediately went back to my ch- it was so nostalgic like i went back to my childhood especially i think the scene that really hit me though was the fight scene like specifically the fight scene <laughs> i suddenly was no longer 32 year old aaron i you know i was <laughs> i was yeah. I, I definitely like de-aged like 14, 14 year old 14 year old Aaron. Yeah. Yep. It was really weird. It was a weird moment. Yeah. Watching fight scenes on Channel 5. Yeah. UPN, man. I, I expected to see the circle, the triangle, and the square in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to like that. We used to watch a show a lot. I don't remember any specific episodes, which is weird. It's like been erased from my mind. They all blur into one. Yeah, pretty much. There's a couple <laughs> specifics I remember. Um, I couldn't tell you what episode, but definitely the high. I remember the Hydra episode, be- or, or no, no, yeah, the Hydra episode because that was in the um, the intro to the show. Mm. So I knew when when we were beginning to see those scenes, I was like, oh, this is from the intro. <laughs> I remember this. This is awesome. I but don't yeah. remember that. Really? I wish it had had the intro. <laughs> so we. I was a little it. upset the intro wasn't in there. Yeah, they but, cut it off. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, the intro was pretty awesome. Uh, it spoiled a lot of cool stuff in the show. Yeah. And, but but the, like each scene, I would like try to memorize so that when you, you know see uh, it, yeah, mark it off your list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't you know why. You are such a nerd. No, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm joking. I'm happy with uh, myself. I'm joking. You're a geek. Uh, Harsh. <laughs> Harsh. It's okay. So they were trying to go a little nativity here. Uh, King, what I don't even know this guy's name. Polonius, Podogius, Stupidus. Start with the P. That's Polonius. Polonius. Uh, his wife, uh, who has, 
Her name is Malifone. Or Malephony, rather. Malephony. Malephony. I like Malephone, though. Yeah. Well, that's the way I'm it's probably going to use that in my next Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> game. It's me, Malifone. Malifone. <laughs> doesn't sound any, uh, doesn't sound negative at all, right? She's very pregnant. She looks like she's ready to pop. And, uh, Polonius or, uh, Go- Gobius or, uh, Sm- yeah, it is Polonius. You're right. He goes and I guess he, he off screen, he consults the oracles and they say that a new king will be born and take his crown. And she's like, well, of course, it's going to be our baby. He's like, and he will not be from our bloodline. <gasps> so I guess she, this queen's really evil because she's like, go get all those male babies. Anyone year or younger. Bring them. All to, of them. She doesn't say kill them. She says bring them to the castle. But we know for what's a going census. On. Yeah, for a stensus. <gasps> they mentioned a census. They did mention a census, yes. but no one believed it. Of course not. Obviously, they didn't believe it. All those women were like screaming and crying, and that guy was comically getting kicked. <laughs> Dude, he did such an awesome flip when the soldier kicked him in that scene. Like he barely touched him with his foot. He's like, he like lightly tapped him. He's like, whoa! <laughs> Some like backyard wrestling moves right there. Stunt show. It was awesome, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's what I you love can, it. I just love it. That's what you can count on from this show is some occasionally really funny stunts that are just like, hey, nice, nice moves there, buddy. You just yeah. I just love Sam Raimi. Like, there's no denying it. Yeah. It's some good stuff. You can tell. He, I mean, he wasn't, I don't think, you know, he's not the director of the episode or anything like that, but you could tell. His how hand much is obviously, yeah. you know, in this. Yeah. So, for some reason, Hercules' boyfriend, uh, Iolas, uh, has, is no, having they're some... Bros. Well, oh, they're bros. Oh, I'm best. sorry. They're BFFs. I honestly did not remember this guy. Like, really? I, I knew he had. Oh, uh, I guess I watched some more sort than of, did. Yeah, teammate, but mm-hmm. I didn't remember. Well, no, you see, he, he he did a very standard what he usually does every episode, right? Which is like, I'm your bud. No one's gonna remember me. That is that is <laughs> that's how they that started is, off. No, that's literally what he does. Like almost every episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they get in a little bit of a of a tiff usually yeah. at some point. Yeah, they have a lover's quarrel. This happens almost every episode. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> they part ways, do their thing, come back. You know, we're still together. Yeah, I'm your best bud, Hercules. They're BFFs, man. And you're my best bud, Iolas. Mm. So lonely on the road. Anyways, he has an LSD dream, <laughs> <laughs> and he sees a a rock a rock shaped like a dingus. <laughs> like you do on Christmas, mind you. Christmas then, Eve, I go to sleep and boom, there you go. Yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> I don't think this is the right forum for what I was going to say. <laughs> what were you going to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I didn't grow up with the word dingus, oh. but I think okay. I always thought it meant butt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it back. <laughs> Dingus. I think you use this word a lot, though. Yeah. It's kind uh, of my for word. Reason, for some reason, I, I, I feel that something like an Australian would say. I don't sure. know if it sounds really weird. Oh, Dingo. Dingo, maybe. Yeah. That's why. Dingus ain't my baby. Yeah, Dingus ain't my baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> or Meryl Streep. I'm sorry. Anyways, he sees that statue, and then he sees, like, a guy pointing in a window who looks like Hercules for some reason, but it's not, I guess. I don't don't know what's going on. He has a weird dream. He wakes up. He's got red hands. Or just the palm of his hands are red. Red palms. uh, When I was in high school, that meant something, if you know what I mean. No, it didn't. Awkward, Joel. No, no. Somebody just got a marker and... Like, <laughs> colored in their hands prop, prop for that. Couple spritz from the paint bottle. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about until we got like a better look during the daytime. Like, what is it? What, he's got red hands. They look perfectly normal to me because everybody's like super bronze. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could you could see the level of oil on each of Hercules' arms. It's true though. Oh, Kevin Sarbo, we miss you. 
Does he seem like kind of complacent all the time? Like Hercules. Yeah. He doesn't have a care in the world for the most part. The dude has no threat. There's no threat to him Nobody's unless it's the gods. Nobody's ever gonna hurt him. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the gods, so he yeah. breezes through it all. The devil may care. Yep. <laughs> well, he just wanders from village to village. Yeah. Okay. Hope, helping and hoping that the Hulk inside him will not be released. In the show, though, did anything ever really get to him? Yeah. Like a girl or a well, they, uh, death or something? I mean, both those things. Both those things, actually. Um, well, because because he was the bastard son of, of um, Zeus, Zeus um, they, they definitely replicated the whole... The whole um, Hera trying to hurt Zeus through Hercules, mm. um, the trials of Hercules, things like that—it's all addressed in the show. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I could never feel like I knew where I was when I was watching this show. You don't, and I it didn't, didn't really—I wa- didn't really want to get my footing. I think I tried to watch it a couple of times when I was younger, and I just couldn't figure out where I was. Yeah, it's the perfect, <laughs> so perfect kind of uh, TV shows for serialization. You know, you just hop in, you're in the middle of an adventure like Xena. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You know, they, they don't really, it doesn't seem like they have stuff like that anymore. Everything has to have like an ongoing. Hey, Bruce Campbell had a pretty awesome part in the show as well. Right, yeah, yeah. He played Robin Hood, dude. <laughs> Wait, Hercules or Xena? He was like he was like the thief, wasn't he? The he master looked, thief. Yeah, but he looked like he looked like Robin Hood. Oh, okay. Look him up. You'll see. Briscoe County Junior. There you I'm go. Saying. Great I liked show. Xena better. I didn't really go out of my way to watch that either, but I thought at least that was like a couple of ladies kicking butt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say that uh, Xena's weapon, the the uh, cool frisbee thing, oh, was, the glaive. It's so much cool. Yeah, the glaive. Oh, thank you. I love that movie. I can't wait. It's my next pick. Cool. That's why I said the last time. Sweet. We'll see what happens. Oh, but yeah, I think that weapon's way cooler than Hercules is punching things. I think that's cool. Just <laughs> throw that thing. Ting, ting, ting. Catch it, you know, perfectly every time. So there's not even like anything really to go into the story because we we couldn't finish it and it seemed like it was a lot of like oh what's going on introducing more characters things like it wasn't I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um, here's my theory mm-hmm. because we haven't been able to finish it this is all hearsay okay but what I'm gonna say is the three men with the red palms are supposed to represent the three wise men I bet. But one of them was the father of the child. Well, we don't know if 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 that was the specific child. Oh, that's true. Because they all all these three that's characters kept saying they needed to go north. We did. They were called them. to go north, right? Based on the so LSD they, trip, oh, they, they were, were going to go see Santa Claus. Okay, this is all coming together. It's all making sense now. Yep, Jesus and didn't Santa Claus. he talk about like some. Like pagan ritual or something in the beginning. Yeah, they Some said festival. the winter festival. Or winter solstice. Winter solstice. Solstice. Yeah. solstice. Which is cool. And get behind that. Yeah. Happy winter solstice. Non-denominational. Let's <laughs> build a Hercules statue. Yay! Hercules. Hercules. Okay, start. Uh, <laughs> That's a good call because oh I didn't see the the three wise men reference there but that i was my, totally think that is that was my was. interpretation yeah. there were the three wise three wise men and her and hercules who would be their protector leading them north makes sense to the chosen baby who would be king of them all <gasps> i can't believe they cut hercules out of the bible <laughs> Very... I don't know, there's something so charming about the fact that they that the writers of the show were just like you know the hell with history. Let's just do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. There's something really charming about that, though. Oh, like, sure. You know? I mean, they couldn't have actual things in there. It's uh, fake. At work today, we, we were we were discussing a little bit of Hercules and Xena, and we came to the conclusion that if, if Xena existed in the same era with Hercules, uh-huh. there's no way that by the time it got to her show, where the Roman Empire is now in, in power... She wouldn't be alive. It just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Like, there's no way that she I mean, would live that long they, and still, you know, maintain her youthfulness. When they have crossover episodes, does he have his little buddy with him, Hercules? 
Uh, oh, well, actually, that that was one of the things is I think uh, uh, Zeno is like uh, a bandit princess kind of a thing. Right. In in the, the early episodes of Hercules. Oh, really? And she actually um, tried to tempt um, Leonidas away from... Oh. from she okay. created a schism between... And that's so so Xena is essentially a spinoff from Hercules. You got it, dude. Okay. So maybe she uh, fell into the Arctic Ocean and uh, was oh, frozen. Froze. Medieval Captain America. Exactly. Exactly. She's Holy throwing shit. her shield around, you know, amidst that uh, other... She that ring wields thing. the shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all coming together. We got it figured out. No need to watch any more episodes. Yay! So do you guys have any, like... Christmassy memories or anything you want to talk about for the holidays? Like science fiction and fantasy? <laughs> no, I don't know. Wait, what do you mean? I don't know. What do you, What else did you want to talk about on the show? I thought you would want to kind of oh, have Christmas. other stuff. What's your staple Christmas, actual Christmas movie? Not Die Hard. I love it. It's got Christmas in it. It's not a Christmas movie. Blasphemy. So. Blasphemy? What do you think? <laughs> Die Hard's amazing. No, um, if if Die Hard and Gremlins are not choices that I can make at this time. I didn't say anything about Gremlins, no. Uh, just, okay. Well, I figured you were gonna you were gonna give me some hearsay about that one as well. So I, I was gonna go then to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, which, you know, I like it. I love it. I see it every year. It's really fun. It's I'm got a minor in there. That might share a name with me. And he might, you know, beat up Yetis. <laughs> which I think is just a, a timely Christmas thing that we all need to have in our hearts. I don't think I've ever seen this. Cool. I don't think I've seen any of those. Really? Yeah. Because How did you I... get through any grade of elementary school without some lazy teacher deciding to slip that VHS tape in, in the player? And press I think play? they put us in the cafeteria and turned that on at oh, least yeah. once. Uh, I don't remember it. Maybe I was too busy. Blocked, you maybe blocked it out. I had like crazy super ADHD when I was in elementary school. I was probably like looking out the window or at my feet. Well, it was definitely my favorite of the of the stop motion animation. It was mm-hmm. the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, I could care less about the actual Santa Claus one, which kind of bored me to death. Poor Santa. I'm sorry. It just love. bored me to death. I'm sorry. It's okay. I shouldn't apologize, though. No, you shouldn't. Uh, Christmas. Sarah? A Christmas movie. Um, actually, it was kind of a tradition for my aunt and my grandma to watch The Bishop's Wife, which, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a classic. Did you guys watch The Preacher's Wife, too? No. Oh. It's got Denzel Washington. I've seen it before. Okay. But I did not make it a Christmas tradition. It's not as good. I I haven't actually seen the one that you're you're talking about. Hey, Cary Grant. Cool. Yeah, it's real good. Cool. Well, I'm going to have to watch that then. We might watch it someday, but no promises. (laughs) I was thinking The Grinch. Grinch Oh, yeah. The Grinch. Definitely. I mean, you have to watch it, right? I've been, like, watching that on repeat with my nephew this whole week. Yeah. That's awesome. Freaking Boris Karloff doing the voice. And it's beautiful. Voice beautiful. It's, it's fantastic. It's, like, such a... It's such a perfect piece of media. It's, like, just the right length. And the the songs are not annoying in any way. They're, like, enchanting. You know, the nonsense words of the Who's and Whoville... And, that the everyone knows the Grinch song, even though they you know they might not know the lyrics. It's just so like the, the deep, rich voice of the whoever's singing it, it. It like gets into your your heart, and it's like, oh, he's so evil, but we love him. <laughs> it's so good. Chuck Jones animation, man, perfect. If you ask me, cool. I thought you were gonna say Scrooged. Well. Scrooge is also a perfect movie. I mean, <laughs> it, yeah, Scrooge is pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't think people like Scrooge as much as I do, and uh, Aaron apparently, and Sarah. I just showed it to you a couple years ago, right? Yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. <laughs> I don't like it as much as some other Bill Murray movies, like 
when I was a kid, I was super into Ghostbusters. Like, right. yeah. Like, very into Ghostbusters. Can't wait to see the next one. And, um, What About opinion. Bob? I remember liking What About Bob a lot. Mm hmm. What About Bob is awesome. And Groundhog Day. Mm hmm. I just watched that, uh, Murray Christmas thing on Netflix. That was alright. That was alright. Not interested. It's wow. Got Miley Cyrus in it. Oh, yeah, she was in it, huh? <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Maybe I will watch it if you forgot that. <laughs> That's a good sign. It wasn't a big part of it. Scrooge just such a, such a weird, like, what? what is it? Like, it's like they were trying to capitalize on the style of, of Ghostbusters and the, you know, uh, the goofball antics. But that movie's, like, pretty, uh, there's no other word for it. It's, it's raunchy. Yeah, it reminds me more of like, got. like Wall Street or something than like Wall Ghostbusters. Street. Yeah, but what inspired it? The oh. Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh, what? It's called Scrooge, dude. What? Scrooged. I don't get Ebenezer. it. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? Don't worry about yes, it. Yes, I know that. That's not God what I meant. I meant. Everyone. I meant what movies <laughs> that came beforehand. <laughs> Oh, the influences. You know, it's something that I never realized. It's kind of its own thing, though, Joel. Like, this year. Mm-hmm. Trading is places. Is that Scrooged is, like, not only a play on the Scrooge, but screwed. Yeah. I never put that together. I'm I'm a genius. I just figured that out. Yes. Your death therapy cured me, you genius. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. I love, I I just love Christmas movies, though. They're so much fun. Even, like, the really bad ones. Nope. Even the really bad ones. Absolutely not. If that discredits me, I don't care. What bad ones? What do you got? What do you got? Let's see here. I was, uh, I was helping my mother-in-law get her Christmas tree ready this year. And she had the uh, Hallmark Channel on. Or was it Hallmark? Okay, or? there's nothing. <laughs> no, not maybe not Hallmark Channel. What was the? What's the? I don't know. Some channel. She had a channel on, and it had a bunch of like made-for-TV kind of drama-ish. Kinda, I mean, those are fun uh, for lots of reasons. <laughs> yeah, there was just it was just fun. And, yeah. But I knew they, I knew they were supposed to be crappy. But, but what was really cool though was two of these two of these um showcase mm-hmm. is that the channel I'm thinking of maybe possibly I don't know showcase um. Two of these films had both had um, Groundhog's Day influences, mm. like going back and trying to get the correct, oh, correct thing, order of things, uh, correct oh, order yeah. of things in order to make a better Christmas. Like these were horrible movies, but but like that antic alone made it like so enjoyable. Like there's a Disney uh, short with the uh, Donald and his nephews, where the nephews keep reliving Christmas Day. Over and over again, and at first they're just like doing all the same mistakes over and over again, and then they they try to get away with stuff, and they realize, oh no, what we should have been doing was good stuff. It's actually it's nice. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not fun. as good as not, it's fun. Mickey's Christmas Carol is also kind of amazing uh, animation. That's another one you watch with Dolan all the time. Oh my gosh, he's so obs- my nephew is so obsessed with that show. Um, it's like a maybe twenty five minute long. Yeah, not even that long. Story yeah. that is just the music is not so likable for me, and I hear it all the time. <laughs> that part where Mickey sheds a tear in the cemetery, like actually heartbreaking, makes my throat kind of like. Uh, yeah. 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 There was some kind of intense stuff in that. And, um, I mean, I have it, like, memorized now. The j- the jig music is all right, but the intro-outro music is just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll have to use that as our outro for this episode. <laughs> no. No. Well, you mean the actual <laughs> music from the show? Possibly. Ebenezer? No. Daisy Duck. Doesn't fit into the timeline. Must have been playing roles. They what? call her something else. Right. <laughs> Santa? Did you guys believe in Santa? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I was I, all about it. I believed in Santa a long time. Still do. If you uh, if you see Quincy's Quest episode, that's where I reveal the harsh truth of me not believing in Santa, I believe. That I mean, might have happened that episode. Well, because he lives in England. Oh, you mean when wouldn't you? Oh, you want to go back? If you want to go back and find out why Aaron yeah. found out the truth, I see yeah. that. Yeah. It was pretty rough. That's, <laughs> good, that's a good Christmas episode, too, because Quincy's <laughs> Quest actually is a Christmas movie. And as we know, that's my favorite movie of all time right now. So uh, you should go watch that movie. It's on YouTube. Just look it up. Quincy's Quest. Watch that one. Forget all the other ones. No Scrooged. <laughs> No Die Hard. But Santa, no, I agree. I'm sorry to derail your train, Sarah. Um, oh, yes. no, no, no. We've already had this conversation Santa. on the podcast. I b- totally believed in Santa, though. And I think, hey, why not? I'll tell you again. It was the tinsel in the yard. That was what That's what uh, led me to believe. That was the validity I needed to believe in Santa Claus. Uh, came out of my grandma's house. Small piece of tinsel left in the yard. I believe maybe my aunt or my mom said, hey, look, Santa must have dropped that from his sleigh. Boom. Sold. Boom. He is real. I even said that probably. <laughs> he is real. He is real. My dad used to go to great lengths to keep me believing in Santa Claus for many years. We had a tradition where I would put um, a snack in a cooler on the outside doorstep. With oh. a can of Coke. Oh, that's, for that's Santa. amazing. And it was in like a little igloo cooler. And I would lock the door and I would make my dad promise that he wasn't going to touch the door after I locked it. And then I would go to sleep. And the next morning I had all these presents from my dad. And uh, then I'd have a special gift inside of the cooler. I'd go outside, unlock the door, the can would be empty, the snack would be gone, and there'd be a special present in the cooler. Nice. So it was like I knew my dad was buying me a lot of gifts, but there was still Santa coming outside and Aww. and giving. And I think he, I think he made that up because I was like, we don't have a chimney, and he was like, yeah, but Santa can go outside the door, like. <laughs> Oh, man, my parents were crafty on that one. Really? Well, they said that the ventilation shaft above the, the oven was 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 something that Santa Claus could get through because <gasps> he was made of magic. Absolutely, oh, and he could just cool. shrink down. That's right. Come straight through that pipe. Boom! He's in the house. That is so cool. As I learned from the movie The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, he could go down any space. Yeah. Hey, that's a good movie. No, um, tool time. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't go into like everything about my dad on this podcast, but Judge Ryan. no, no, that was, that was <laughs> he, he did Thank some you for sharing. Thank you did, for sharing that though. He did some amazing things on Christmas, not just for me. I remember one of the things he used to like to do was drive around to his friends' houses and leave like money and toys on the doorstep like anonymously like it would be so much fun for him to just like go take money and leave it on a friend's doorstep and like ding dong ditch that's cool and then usually we went to see a movie and like went for a walk on the pier or something Mm -hmm. but christmas was always a time with my dad because uh i was raised uh baha'i and we had something else called a Yamiha in a different part of the year. We believed in cool. Christmas too, but uh Yeah. But I remember one of my friends used to call it Chris Jazz because he couldn't remember what it was. Chris Jazz. <laughs> so you don't celebrate Christmas, you celebrate Chris Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool, Chris Jazz. That's um, awesome. Yeah. We all celebrated Festivus at my house. Grieving of errors and such. Wasn't a lot of fun. Well, you guys always had the Christmas Eve tradition. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, we had the... Stay up till midnight. Well, we just opened all our presents on Christmas Eve because it was a Danish thing. So, mm. uh, And then in the morning, we'd have stockings with uh, all kinds of stuff in there. That's cool. So that was the Santa stuff like that. And, I mean, that's something we still do whenever my parents are not out of town in Vegas. Uh <laughs> 
and the whole family gets together on Christmas Eve, and we just and we just circulate with all the presents. And the more children there are, the more mess there is. And oh God, no, it's uh, it's coming soon. Anyway, yeah, it's fine. Good times. <laughs> hey, Christmas is important, dude. I agree. No, I didn't know we were going to get into it. I am so, so glad that we got to see this uh, X Files episode, and yeah. I kind of lament the fact that we didn't get to see the rest of the Hercules. Yeah, but the day will come. We'll plan it in advance next year. This time it was, I mean, if we're still doing this next year, which I hope we are. Uh, Let's not hear talk like that. We're going to do this forever, man. Oh, yeah. You got it. (laughs) From beyond the grave. (laughs) Suicide murder pact. That's right. We'll be be haunting your your iPods and your your devices (laughs) shortly. Aaron, on the down low. On the down low. You will be visited by three ghosts. <laughs> Larry, Moe, and Curly. The ghosts of... Uh, hey, we didn't even talk about the fight scene. Anyway. No, we <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's oh, fine. you're talking about Hercules. We'll just link We'll Her- just link the horrible episode. <laughs> we don't want to get back into it. <laughs> we'll just link the horrible episode to the podcast link so you can see it for yourselves. Yeah, about 20 minutes in, you get that treat. Uh... <laughs> So, happy holidays from all of us. We yeah. hope that you had a, a good Christmas, if that's what you celebrate. And we hope you have a good rest of the, the, this year. And we hope that next year is going to be amazing for everybody. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. This is Aaron. Bye. This is Joel. Bye. Bye. Everyone's favorite blue little flying Jewish stereotype. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that's what you're talking about, right? (laughs) Yeah. How obvious it is you hold your hand out like, oh, I wonder if he cheated me. (laughs) (laughs) So we watched the show Hercules. No, we didn't. (laughs) We're talking about the X Files. But before that, we're going to have to get a room noise, so. Room noise. No, stop. No. Room noise means nobody talks. Okay, that's enough room noise. (laughs)